Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 6th of April, the 97th day of this leap year of 2020, leaving us 276 days until 2021. One that abril with his sharu suta, the draft of March hath pierced to the rota, quoth Geoffrey Chaucer in the prologue to his Canterbury Tales more than six centuries ago. Tomorrow afternoon we'll have April's full moon, known variously as the pink moon, the grass moon, and the egg moon. For 2020, April's full moon is also the closest and therefore the largest supermoon of the year, its lunar perigee being only 221,773 miles from Earth. The 6th century BC pre-Socratic Ionian Greek philosopher Heraclitus, a native of the city of Ephesus, known within several realms, including Persia and Turkey, held that everything flows, nothing stands still. And the past couple of months around the globe, we have seen the validity of Heraclitus's remark. Even while sequestered in our homes, we are in motion, reaching for the understanding, surveilling the latest data on the 2020 pandemic, which by this past Friday had risen to over one million infections detected worldwide, with an accompanying death toll by the end of the work week at over 54,000. Indeed, the term work week has taken on a flow of additional meanings, some of them sardonic in nature, such as remote learning, thrown into the mix by a number of educators whose predilection for taking time to consider what they tout can be somewhat wanting, since many critics of 21st century education would say that learning has already become relatively remote in the best of settings, so that bestowing the formal label of remote learning on what passes for modern education might just be way too much of an entendre. Today, in 402 AD, the Battle of Polentia occurred, in which the Roman army under Stilicho defeated the Visigoths. Today, in 1652, Cape Colony, the first European settlement in South Africa, was established by the Dutch East India Company under command of Jan van Rebeck. Today, in 1843, William Wordsworth was appointed British Poet Laureate by Queen Victoria. Today, in 1909, explorers Robert Perry and Matthew Henson became the first men to reach the North Pole. Today, in 1917, following the sinking of the American ocean liner Housatonic and four U.S. merchant ships by a German U-boat, President Wilson appeared before Congress and called for a declaration of war against Germany. Today in 1931, as the medium of radio is becoming increasingly popular, Little Orphan Annie, the first late afternoon program for children, was transmitted. Some might find the simplicity of that scene of folks gathered in a living room or in a kitchen or a parlor, all listening to this relatively new invention, the radio, quite charming. How easily that direction of electricity and sound waves accomplished its task of mollifying the general population whenever they sought a leisurely moment or two. 
home life a hundred years ago during the pandemic of significant proportions in 1918 to 1919 was still largely a rural matter for many, something more than a few folks in Maine can relate to. During the video conferences my girlfriend and I are holding with our classes these past two weeks, we are becoming acquainted with the home lives of our students in ways that probably would not otherwise have occurred if we had finished the second half of the spring 2020 semester in regular fashion via campus classrooms. We see fires burning and wood stoves in the background. We see unfinished ceilings of room additions that are in progress. We see countless other items that bespeak the nature of self-reliance that Maine has always been known for. Most, if not many, families are contending with interesting day-to-day dichotomies. Some members of the family remain in the workforce, working in their regular capacities, only now modified for social distancing, to the extent that some are working from home. Work for many folks will still active in the workforce means double the usual work for the same pay as before. Some of them wonder about those who really want to work but are left only with unemployment compensation whenever that should arrive and how difficult that must be to suddenly cope with such essential income unavailable to earn. As of this past Friday, nationally, over 10 million people had filed for unemployment compensation. The word frequently used when the misleading word benefits is not used instead. Some wags might entertain themselves by commenting, what an amazing thing. Some folks are getting paid for not working, and those folks who are working are working twice as hard. But most of us know things are hardly ever just this or that, because either or only defines the two ends of any given spectrum. It's all the stuff in between, all the varying degrees of nuance leaning one way or another that make up the real definition. Should we be providing the fossil fuel industry with relief, as President Trump is proposing, because fewer people are driving for the nonce? Don't we have a real opportunity at the moment to see how well the human race can do without the fossil fuel industry? Hasn't the fossil fuel industry had enough years of record profits? And shouldn't other folks on the planet have a chance at such wealth? These could easily become the topics of country western songs, as Merle Haggard, born today in 1937 in Bakersfield, California, might well have agreed had he lasted past 2016. Today is also the birthday in 1929 of Andre Previn, in 1937 of Billy D. Williams, in 1944 of Michelle Phillips, in 1947 of John Ratzenberger, and in 1952 of Mary Lou Henner. Keep a sense of humor, keep your head, think about your center of gravity, don't forget to breathe, and watch your distance. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the April showers of 2020.